0: for the Six Nations announced that's always an exciting part of the year in the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast whilst coach Warren says the opening game of the Six Nations will be hugely important
1: yeah that first game against France is pretty important for us and if we can get a win away from home then I think we'll have a good tournament
0: Gargts coach Wayne Pivock has some positives about the form of centre Hadley Parks going into the Six Nations.
2: Hadley's working hard as a game, probably uh, in new territory where he's an international player and getting the balance right across the season.
0: Mark Hallamay must plays across the backline for the Dragons with this year's World Cup in mind.
3: The big uh, WC at the end of the year so it's nice to be able to cover a few positions but you know I want to play back three, that's where I feel I'm strongest, especially 15, so happy to do it if the team needs me. We'll hear from a few members of the Six
0: Nations squad coming up, but we'll start with the thinking behind that selection. Well, coach Warren Gatlin started with the back row picks, which sees returns for Thomas Young, Josh Navidi, and Josh Turnbull.
1: Josh comes back into the squad. Here yeah, we felt there was an opportunity for Thomas to come in the squad given the injuries. Josh Navidi comes back into the team. Seven or eight players that we're carrying have got knocks at the moment and may be available for the sort of second match of the Six Nations. so... Uh, when we sat down yesterday, we did pick a squad of 40, and then, uh, unfortunately, Tilupia was ruled out um, late yesterday afternoon, so we reduced that squad to 39. So, again, there's, there's a, that opportunity. We feel like we're in a good place at the moment, and looking forward to the Six Nations.
4: What's Thomas Young done to convince you again that
1: he's back in, though? Um This is the first time I've actually selected him, so um, he was in the squad when Rob Howley was in charge, and then on the summer tour, so he comes in and gets an opportunity like a number of other players so you know hopefully he makes the most of it. Guys that you know we'll monitor over the next few weeks and and hopefully they may be in contention for that first game if not the second game so the, the plan for the Six Nations is that we will use it kind of as a template for the World Cup so we'll keep the 31 players with us so you know we go to Paris for that first game and then down to Nice for a camp take the 31 players with us before the second game against Italy so um, you know that's hoping that we get familiar with what we're trying to do over the next um, eight or nine months.
4: With the injury to Talupe Faleta, Ross Moriarty's fitness becomes more important. Is there a plan for him to play a league
1: game before the situation? We're, he's one of those players recovering from concussion as well and, and we know that Josh Navidi can cover us and play played at eight too so it's important that we don't rush him back and, and hopefully he starts training and potentially he will have a game before the Six Nations News on Dan Bigger Yeah he's hopefully going to be okay and that's why again we've gone with the four tens with Rhys Patchell uh, not being 100% and wanting to have two tens at, at, at training with um, Gareth Anscombe and, and Jared Evans as well so yeah look he's got a, a medial injury Dan but he's he's a fast healer and hopefully you know, he might be in contention for that first game and you
4: said you plan to use it as rehearsal in terms of the 31-man squad. Will you also use the Six Nations as a rehearsal in terms of rotating selection?
1: No, I don't think so. You look at the draw of the World Cup, I think we'll probably go fully loaded for the first three games. I think we've got Uruguay as our last game, so it's probably an opportunity to make some changes, but you know, we'll see how things go. There's obviously going to be some players who aren't going to be available for that first game against France, so we will make... Potentially some changes against Italy and um, give players in the squad an opportunity. But you know, what's important for us is that first game, the opening game against France. Just how confident are you this time, Ryan? Obviously, autumn went really well. Swept it for the first time. We've won nine in a row now. built some nice momentum, in the team. Yeah, I think um, the whole thing about Six Nations is about momentum. If you can. Win your first game, first couple of games, and you, then you go in there with a good chance of being in contention uh, at the last weekend, and we've done that on a, on a on a few occasions, being in contention. So, yeah, that first game against France is pretty important for us, and if we can get a win away from home, then I, I think we'll have a good tournament.
0: And obviously picked a lot of players who are coming back to fitness. What's the thinking behind that versus having a fully fit squad at the beginning and then maybe having to change?
1: We're in the past what we've... Done this, had a smaller squad, you know, in the early you know, 31, 32. And what we found now at the moment with sort of selecting more players, it's, there's an opportunity for trainings to do a bit more 15 on 15 and and train two teams against each other. Um, we've got some real benefits out of that, particularly the last couple of campaigns. So we wanted to select, you know, more numbers so that they would become fit either in that the week leading up to the first game or the second round of the competition. and, and by selecting more players too, if we do pick up injuries, we probably won't replace them in the squad. We'll just reduce the number in the in the squad as, as we did in the autumn. Warren, what do you want to see from your team and towards the World Cup now? This is competition time. You know, It was great the autumn, but it wasn't about points. This is about competition. This is what we're going to experience in Japan next year. So it's about continuing that and fronting up and winning games. And... Playing some good rugby, but you know, also been you know, thinking about the points and at stake in tournament rugby, and that's what we're going to experience in uh, later in the year. So it's important that um, we're aware of that and we prepare and, and front up and, and do our best, and, and hopefully, you know, can have a successful Six Nations. And I think we've got a great chance. I think if we can win that opening game against France, we've got a really good chance of winning the Six Nations. You know. And that's going to be our toughest game, we've got two home games in England and Ireland for the last game at home, which is nice, and you know, Scotland away from home are going to be tough. So I feel like we're in as good a position as anybody to do well and win the Six Nations. I
0: well, think Jones obviously named his captain again. Just how much more has he got to give as a skipper for you, do you think?
1: Look, there is no doubt that he's playing some great rugby, but he's, I think, in fairness to... Uh, what we've done, what uh, Alan Clark and the Ospreys have done as well—they've been been fantastic in managing them and looking after them and not overplaying them—and I think as a result of that, you know, both the Ospreys and, and Wales are getting the best out of him. And uh, you know, there's no doubt that he's pretty important to us at the moment in terms of his experience, the way that he's the job that he's doing in terms of captain and leading the team is fantastic in the autumn and. Um, He's a very important part of our team and the squad and and, essential for us over the next few months. Are you
5: considering uh, employing the bulk of Kouriel in the
1: back row? It's something we have spoken about whether we do play him and it's great that he's been getting a few games for the Dragons in the back row and getting some exposure there we've tried um, Seb Davis there as as well, particularly when you are missing players like Dan Liddiard and Aaron Shingler, Valetel being out as well which are they're pretty good line out options. So it's just getting that back row balance right. And he is potentially a consideration for us.
0: We'll hear from some of the players selected shortly, but first let's talk about the form of some of the Scarlets from their coach, Wayne Pivak. Of course, they bounced back to form in style with their win over Leicester ahead of their tough trip to Paris to face Racing 92 this weekend. We also
2: got Ken Owens has been playing number eight because of injuries, but he'll be rested this weekend. Ken's not playing this weekend, so he's getting a, a well earned break for the Six Nations. So it's um, just fitting in guys into positions they have, may not have had a lot of game time And if you can imagine, in the loose forwards that is. You regained a style that
0: you've had over the last two years but haven't had so much in the last few months.
2: Yeah, and there's, sometimes it's the way the opposition plays. And we look back at the Ospreys game and we got sucked into a, a game of ping pong. And we talked after that game that's the last time this season that'll happen. And even though the scoreboard was a poor reflection of the performance against the Blues, we had a lot more possession and territory, and and we've built week on, week out in terms of that respect. And free-flying rugby has always been our intent. We just went away from it a bit, but it was good to see those tries, as I say, on the weekend. And I think uh, you, you saw the reaction from the fans too. They enjoyed it, and that's what we're about. You know, we want to go out there and put in a strong performance as I say and I think it's a good lead into the Six Nations for the, the players that will be involved and um, we monitor the minutes they play and at the moment the boys bodies are feeling good and we want to kick on with that performance and I think it's important for the group that uh, we take some confidence out of this game and finish the European segment in a strong manner and last week was good first half of of this group of two games. Steph Evans
3: impressed you at the the weekend? Do you think he's worked on the parts of his game that that you wanted him
2: to? Well, I know he's worked on them because we're up there together. Steph's doing a lot of work on his aerial game. Teams have targeted us in that area. Leicester Tigers, in the first round match, got seven of eight aerial kicks back against us, and this week I think they had seven aerial goes and, and got four back and we got three, so it was an improvement. Still a bit of work to do in that area, clearly. Defensively, there's constant work to be done by a lot of players, and Steph's one of them. thought it was an improved performance by Steph, and he'd get another opportunity this week.
4: Wayne, ahead of the Six Nations, how do you assess Hadley's efforts this season?
2: Fly half was a, a, a cameo over a couple of weeks. Um, we wanted to tighten up that channel where teams were just sort of a knife through butter, really, and it was hurting us on the scoreboard. So he did that, and no one came through that channel while he was there, so he did a job for us. Midfield-wise, Hadley's working hard as a game, probably uh, in new territory where he's an international player and getting the balance right across the season. If you speak to Hadley, he, he knows that uh, he's probably not playing his vintage best, but um, I don't think he's too far away either. I think in recent weeks he's, he's started to get to grips with the old Hadley and I think he's not too far off.
3: Enforced it. Play some of the younger guys like obviously Josh Helps, uh, Dan Davis, uh, Ed Kennedy. i oh, please pleased we've been with them. I mean, it must board well for the Six Nations period.
2: A lot of those guys have been learning and improving. And Dan Davis, I think, on the weekend just gone, Ed Kennedy both st- stood up and, and had strong matches. And I think Josh Helps has done really well. And so that bodes well for the future of the club. Sometimes you've got to take a little bit of pain for long term gain and uh, their love in life. They're learning a lot senior players are putting them under pressure during the week to make sure that they've got their roles nailed down and uh, you know all things being equal I thought they've done a good job.
0: With Josh Hobbs in particular something similar happened to Adam Beard when you know he was about 19 as well and got thrown in because of an injury crisis for a period of time and he's probably now a year or two ahead of where he might have been otherwise.
2: Talk about Josh in the last couple of years as a slow burner you know he's he's not the the biggest guy he'll still further develop obviously size-wise because he's only a young man in, in, in his position but Yeah, what he does do is what it says on the tin, you know. He carries hard, he fends well, um, he's full of energy and he'll give you 100% and and that's all we can ask.
0: You're listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. There's plenty of food for thought there. One of the Scarlets players in the Wales squad is hooker Ryan Elias who was a bit worried about his place, given the lack of action. But Owens moving to number eight has given him a run of games, which helped confirm his Six Nations place.
6: Obviously, at the last two starts, it's nice to be playing, running out with a number two jersey on your back. It had been a bit frustrating, you know, just coming on, you know, just to see the game out. But obviously, you know, the situation we were in, you know, we had lost a couple of leaders and stuff. You wanted to keep the captain out there for a bit longer, which is, you know, Kind of understandable, but still, you, when you're in that situation, you can get a bit frustrated. But yeah, last game against the Tigers, fairly happy with you know how I played. You know, it's totally different seeing a game off for ten minutes or whatever. You know, compared to starting a game and you know being able to get into it properly, get your second wind, and you know get your hands on the ball a bit. You can actually show a bit more.
0: Have you been going up to Wayne and Johan and saying, i tell you what, Ken's playing
6: really well at number 8 does isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told him after the game, I think, Ken, you finally found your position. Uh, but no, he, to be fair, he's done a cracking job at eight for us, you know, put his hand up, so if he wants to stay there, you can stay there, happy days.
5: With uh, Ken,
1: you know, looking at him generally, how big an inspiration has he
6: been to all the players during this period? Yeah, he's you know, he's been huge. Um, Obviously, as, as a captain, you've got to lead from the front, like, and that's what he's done. He's huge, huge for us as players, but not just players, the club, you know, everything. So, um, as well, for myself, I've learnt a lot from Ken over the years, from when I started off five, six seasons ago, when I was 17, 18-year-old. So, um, you know, he's been good to me throughout, so, you know, I'm still learning as well.
3: As you say, you didn't get the, the game time that you'd hoped for. Do you think that, are you worried about maybe your Wales selection?
6: was on the back of my mind a bit, I guess. Obviously, if you're not playing, then it's, you know, they haven't really got much to go off. But obviously, like my main focus was here at the Scarlet. So whether I was coming on for five, ten minutes at the end, you know, that, that was my job that week. So I wanted to do, the, you know, the best I could, you know, for the club. You know, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't in the back of my mind. Uh, that's probably a bit of the frustration as well. But you know, I've had two starts now good hookers throughout Wales, you know, in every region. They're all playing pretty well as well, so, you know, there's an added bit of pressure there. A lot easier if boys went on form. You know, I back my ability. I know what I can do, I know what I can offer, and hopefully the Welsh coaches and the Scarlers coaches, you know, can can see that. Like I say, I offer, you know, something a bit different, you know, whether I'm starting or coming on off the bench, so.
0: What do you think Ken's move says about modern day hookers? <clears throat> the days of, like, the short,
6: stumpy, fat hookers, are gone, really. When I came into it, people used to say you're too tall to be a hooker. You should be in the back row. I used to tell me I'm the modern breed. So you know, it's the same with Ken, It's the same with most. hookers. there's a lot of us had started out in the back row. You know, I, I played a fair bit of rugby's back in school in the back row. As a hooker, you want to try and play like a flanker around the park, but then obviously offer your scrummaging attributes, and uh, your throw in that's your bread and butter at the end of the day. So you know, as my dad tells me sometimes, you know, when, when I'm playing up and if I'm coming on, you know, just, just get your brain better right, which is your scrummaging and your line-outs, you know, everything else is added bonus, so as I said earlier, Ken's done a cracking job and, you know, a lot of hookers could probably do the same sort of role, you know, if they had to play in the back row, they would, like.
0: How different has this week been after a much better performance and, and obviously you're going to this, you know, swanky new ground this weekend, how much are you looking forward to that as well?
6: Yeah, it's huge. It looks, uh, Real nice stadium, so it'd be, you know, really interesting just to lace your boots up and run out there. But, you know, it's a huge challenge. They're obviously going to be coming out fully loaded. You know, they need to get that win to finish top. They'd want to be um, targeting. We put a good performance out against the Tigers, you know, stuff we had spoke about for, you know, a good couple of weeks actually came into play. and We've shown a bit, so I guess it's the case for us of just, you know, adding on that performance. And obviously, personal pride. Obviously, there's nothing on it for us but from a personal point of view, I want to go up there and play well. You know, you're only as good as your last game. That's the mindset most of the boys, or all the boys we have here. So we're definitely going up there to, you know, to target that game and target a win.
0: We heard about the back row selections earlier, but one of the fixtures in that back row, of course, is flanker Justin Tipperick. A chance to hear from him after the Ospreys narrow defeat to Worcester in the Challenge Cup. A disappointing result.
5: Yeah, it was, to be honest. Yeah, it was great game and yeah, just the way it finished to lose, really, the way it was. Uh, yeah, frustrating.
4: Why do you feel that uh, the momentum went out of your game after half-time? You looked to be pretty well set at 15-7 uh, up.
5: Yeah, no, it's just a few errors, really. A few interceptions off us when we were putting a bit of pressure on them in their 22. Um, and then obviously, you know, going down the 40 men. Doesn't help, and that gave them a bit of momentum. Fair them after their third try, you could see they had a bit of boost again, and um, yeah, just came up on top in end.
4: What was lacking, do you think, from the Ospreys game o- overall today? Because you seemed to have periods when you were in control, and then it went into uh, kicking exchanges, which I don't think um, maybe you executed well or maybe didn't suit you. I don't know what it was.
5: Yeah, it's a bit of everything, really. Obviously, when you're down to 14, you try not to give away penalties and lose territory and stuff like that, and in the end, it, uh, yeah, it you know, wasn't a great thing.
4: This competition, a bit of a missed opportunity, maybe?
5: Yeah, of course it is Yeah, if we went today, we were probably top of the table, and, um, yeah, probably it was all on us then, um, and obviously it's an opportunity lost.
4: The Challenge Cup as a whole, are the, the region sort of that excited by it, because played in so many Champions Cup uh, competitions, is it, uh, is it difficult to get motivated in a way for, for this one?
5: No, I, I don't think you uh, need motivation when you play for, for the Ospreys, but it, it, you don't know what team you're going to be facing week in, week out. That, that's the sure with, um, you know, when you play home on away. way, you're not sure what teams you're going to be facing, where if you're in the league, you know you're going to be up against the, the best players.
4: Personally, what sort of form do you feel that
5: uh, you're in going into the Six Nations now? Oh, it's more about the team for me, to be honest, just pick up that we lost today. Justin, can you understand the frustration of the fans there in the second half? Yeah, a little bit, yeah, I can, yeah. Um, obviously, when we were down to 14 men, we were trying to not give them any easy ins to the game, and it's just a little bit of execution as well. And I think it's a bit of them as well, they brought that kicking game as well, and nobody wanted to give an inch. I think we put a bit of pressure on their line out and they didn't really want the ball going anywhere near the touch. Just the case, obviously, now focusing on four fourteen and trying to get back into Europe's top tier. To yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, Ospreys want to try and be in that Champions Cup, so, yeah, it was something that way we've got to make sure we're doing.
4: How do you see that uh, situation with yourselves and Connacht and Cardiff Blues all fighting
5: yeah. for probably third and fourth? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tough, to be honest, obviously, we're in a, I think uh, our side of the table are all in in good form, so it's there's so many teams uh, fighting for those positions. So it's going to be interesting.
4: And down to uh, a wide squad, I guess, to do the the job and keep you in the mix while uh, some of you are away on the international duty.
5: Yeah, uh, it's all on our squad to be honest. And uh, maybe sometimes in the past we we've lost a few points, and you know, sometimes we're in the hunt when we can't uh, when the boys are away and what have you. So yeah, we just see how it goes.
0: The Dragons had an easy win against Romanian's Timisoara Saracens, with Hallamamus playing part of the game at outside centre. With the World Cup coming up, a bit of flexibility may not be a bad thing. But firstly, he was pleased with
3: the win. You don't get many games like that at this level, so yeah, it was nice. Um, I thought the second half, especially, boys turned it on. You know, when you've got George carving through every two minutes and Supercal coming on and going straight through the middle, it's quite nice. So it was, um, yeah, it was an enjoyable game after the first ten minutes. Yeah
0: bit of a change on coming on Friday, and
3: Yeah, yeah. Sort of, you know, Clement are one of the best sides in Europe, so it'll be a different challenge, but they're through already, so um, it's a chance for us just to lay down a marker, really. I think, you know, we can't get through, so it's just good to get a bit of momentum going into Munster and then the last eight games of the season or whatever it is. It seems there's a lot of belief thanks to those, the Blues game, yeah, the sprays um, game, sort of. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, I think defence especially has been been pretty strong. You know, we've, it's definitely stepped up over the last three weeks I thought all the derbies, you know, we played well. We didn't have a lot of possession, so maybe attack shape, you know, we'll hopefully improve with And you know tonight was brilliant for that, you know, just going through our process and we can, you know, bring that in. So, you know, if we keep the defence where it is and and you know bring the attacking game up, then hopefully, you know, we can win the last you know few games of the season. Challenge cut the game against Claremont on there. My players must just love those sort of Oh occasions. brilliant. You know, when we played them out there it was Probably the best club atmosphere I've experienced as a Dragons player. It was fantastic. and Friday, hopefully, we can you know, bring the same here and you know, have a good game. I think both sides, hopefully, will be a good game and we can chuck it around a bit again. Utility back now, is that, that <laughs> the tag you're having? Have you asked um, for advice on that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I only played, what was it, 10 minutes? So <laughs> 13 today. <so. laughs> I think it was more a case of last man standing because Ty was out with his knee and Adam Warren's played every game for the last four years, so he needed a break. So, yeah, it was good a big uh, WC at the end of the year so it's nice to be able to cover a few positions but you know I want to play back three, that's where I feel I'm strongest, uh, especially 15 so happy to do it if the team needs me. So
0: next week we'll hear from Wales coaches Robin McBride and Rob Howley amongst others but until then from the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast goodbye.